0: Hello and welcome to When Worldviews Collide, which is a radio series led by pastor, Barbara Holmes Brackett, talking about different aspects of worldview, specifically Christianity and socialism. And uh, how are you doing today, Barbara? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, today we're talking about uh, politics. This is our second section on politics. And specifically, we're talking about biblical governments. Now, what is a biblical government? It's basically a government that you find in the, in the Bible. So straightforward enough. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> right. It's
1: a, it's a government form that the Lord said, hmm, why don't you use this? Everything will go very well with you if you do.
0: And, uh, and why do you think that uh, God instituted these biblical governments?
1: We need to have a society. Uh, we're, a, we're a group of people that have fallen because of Adam and Eve's great treason. And so we have a propensity to sin without the Lord Jesus Christ. And there has to be structure. Everything has structure. That's how we know there's a God. When there's a design, there's a designer. Right. So we know that, that God exists because of the design that he put in the universe. And there's a design for government. And so he
0: gives us, he gives us the government
1: forms that are important to him.
0: And there are five of them from what I understand. The first of which is self-governance. What is self-governance?
1: You did it. You pay for it. <laughs> you are responsible for what you do. And that's something that is terribly lacking in our society right now. You first come into a government form realizing that you cannot do whatever you want. It's not about complete and total freedom to do whatever you would like no matter what it does to someone else Mm -hmm. you are responsible for obeying god's
0: word and only you are responsible for your obeying god's word right and so the whole kind of idea of self-governance wraps into uh free will and uh self-control which is one of the fruits of the spirit exactly right exactly and um we learn at least i know i did when i was younger that uh when you did something wrong and you want to point something at like your sibling or your classmate or something, it's always like, nope, you did it. (laughs) So you're going to be the one who's like in the timeout box, like that sort of thing. Exactly. It's not,
1: it's not the devil made me do it. It's I did this and I
0: did it. So therefore
1: I have to do the time.
0: Right. And so, um, God established in the Bible that, we have free will that we have the ability to obey and to disobey which yes, is what caused the fall in the first place and other the consequences good and bad that come from that absolutely right absolutely and then that kind of segues into where well didn't where did the self come from and the self comes from the mom and the dad which is the family Right. The, the, um, right. Exactly. That
1: segues into the next government form, which is the family. Right. So tell us a little bit about that. So the family is actually God's building block for everything else. There's, mm. there's nothing else with including the self because of the procreation within the family. Um, and so the family is a is a very, very important and absolutely important government form. It it causes, it creates everything, churches, states, countries, it creates everything. Mm. So therefore, it's incredibly important that we look at the Word of God and we structure our family in accordance with the Word of God if we want it to be a healthy family. So then what does the Bible
0: say uh, makes up a strong family?
1: The Bible says that a mother, father, and children make up a very strong family. Cool. And, and um... The mother and father obviously are at the head of the family, and the children obey their parents in the Lord. For this is right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the, and the and the punishment for not honoring your parents is 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 one to be really considered. That it may go well with you, and you may have a long life. Yeah. So those who feel like, well, my mother and father are not perfect. And they're not following a biblical paradigm or whatever. It doesn't give us the right not to honor. Mm. And and I see that violated so often mm. nowadays. But it's very, very important. the family, headed by the mother and father, and, and when there's a stalemate on a decision, the father is, is the one who makes the final decision, unless he acquies- acquiesces to his wife's decision. Mm-hmm. And and that family then becomes in their in their process of interacting with one another decision making the whole the whole atmosphere that's created within the family is what a child is going to emulate mm-hmm. so if a child sees quarreling and arguing and chaos there will tend to be in their lives even as adults arguing and and fighting, and chaos, they will replicate what they see. So a very healthy, Christ-centered family is absolutely essential in a biblical worldview.
0: Right, and um, you kind of mentioned briefly something I want to go back to about about honoring your parents, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that honoring your parents looks different depending on what the situation is, where honoring doesn't necessarily mean Going with what they're doing. Because I know some people whose parents are not people you want to be listening to. Well, there's a difference between honoring and obeying.
1: If, if your father and mother tell you to go kill somebody, who do you obey? Hmm. God or parents? I hope not the parents. I hope not. Because, <laughs> because specifically... Because then you get Ted you, Bundy. You absolutely would be disobeying the Bible. Right. So, so the thing is, an honoring is respecting their position. Mm. And no one on the earth, except for Jesus Christ, was perfect. Mm-hmm. So a a child can pick something and say, well, that they do this, this, or this. There is still an honoring that is necessary. Right. And at, at all times, irregardless of their behavior.
0: Right. And so from there, we understand that when a person understands respect, understands honor, understands authority, that they then become... I guess, segueing into the next stage, uh, a good public servant and a good servant of the church.
1: Absolutely. The next government form is the church. So the reason why the family is called the building block of all society is because family build, families build churches. Right. and And so if the family's broken, and you want to know something really interesting, the first thing that a that a worldview does that does not espouse biblical principles. The first organization they attack is the family Mm. because then broken families are going to make, create and make a broken church. Right. So, and other, especially social, socialism and communism and Marxism, there is another God in their worldview. And so they will not allow christianity to go forth with they do not want the the, christian family they don't want a christian self self self-government they want a humanistic self-government which is diabolically opposed to a biblical principle
0: so then how are churches and the the fourth version of government which is the state how are they linked because i know that there's a lot of of controversy about like church versus state church against state.
1: Yeah. That's actually the civil government. And that's the control over the physical area in the Bible. It was the city States that there would be cities and they had a government governance and they were walled and protected and the, and the government, the elders of, of those cities, would be the governmental officials the ones that were high ranking within that place they would they would control they would control the the economy they mm. would decide who was going to come in and who's not going to come into their city mm. and that's why the wall was it's interesting the gates actually were hollow in in a lot of places because that's in 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 between the two doors one coming into the gate coming into the wall and then one leaving the wall and going into the city. And that's where the leaders or the elders would sit and make, and make decisions Mm. concerning what was going to happen in that city. Mm. And so a government controls who comes in, it protects the city. There are watchmen on the walls Mm. and they warn, Oh, there's somebody coming that does not look like they have our best interests at heart. And that puts everyone else on alert to take position to, to defend and protect their families, their
0: homes, mm. and each one taking responsibility. And how does that contrast with what the church is responsible for? The church is
1: responsible for creating an environment, then, that facilitates people who are then well-equipped to be civil government officials. So the elders were the heads of the families, Mm-hmm. That sat at the city gate and became the government, and so there's nothing different now than what be happening here. The governments, the families are producing heads
0: mm-hmm. that
1: are steeped in the word of God, know how to know how to build a family that is steeped in the word of God, know how to obey the word of God, know how to love the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and know how to act in accordance with what the Lord Jesus would do were, were he still walking along in the earth. And they bring that to their government and say, okay, this is, government, this is biblically based and this is not. We are not going to do this because it does not go along with the word of God. Mm. Kind of a little segue. Mm-hmm. When Massachusetts was writing its first constitution, the masters looked at that and said, this doesn't line up with the word of God. Mm. And the people came to the church first before they went to the voting booths. Hmm. So they went to the voting booths, and they voted down the Constitution. And then the city fathers came and said, okay, what is it that that you don't like about this, and how can we fix it? And hmm. then there was a Constitution created that did not go against the Word of God.
0: Right. So then, their understanding. So then the state, and, and by extension, the country and the civil government, were dependent on the teachings and the guidance of the church. Absolutely. And nothing should have changed with that, except it did. <laughs> Except now we're here. <laughs> now we're
1: here. Mm-hmm. So what has happened is the church has now been muzzled, but mu- muzzled unjustly because it wasn't supposed to be muzzled according to the Constitution.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, no restraints were put on, are allowed to be put on a church by the civil government in all fifty states and in the United States Constitution, which is a b- biblical principle. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly important that when we have jurisdiction to do so, that we fight any any constraints on the local
0: church imposed by the civil government, mm. which we got to see a little bit this year. Uh we did, uh, and that was a last fun time. year too. Right. So um, this comes to the end of our segment for today, Pol- politics part two: biblical governments. And uh, so just to briefly recap, we have the self, which is self-control, self-will, self-governance, the family, the church, and the state, and then by extension, the country, the civil governments. So um, that's everything that we have for today. Uh, This has been Elizabeth and Pastor Barbara Holmes Brackett, and we'll see you this time next week, the same time and same place. Have a great week. Yes, you too. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.